You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. We're going streaking! Yes! Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're going streaking. Going streaking. Third week in a row we got a guest hey setting a podcast franchise record. Stay hot. Salute the crowd. Hey now. Play the Wings goal song. <laughs> no, that's not for another... 59 minutes and 20-some-odd seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's that cool. might have been off by a few seconds, but, you know. We're not math guys. Oh, well. No, we're not. We're not even geography guys, but, oh, well. No. Um, yes, this is another week of the Owen 60 podcast. 23, to be exact. Uh, along with Colin Ward, I'm Reese Dumaney. And, in studio. Yeah, by the way, Colin, yeah. back in studio. No, uh, I needed a GPS to get in today. It's been a while. Yeah, with the detour on the 403. Actually, that's only going into Brantford. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just bypass that. Yeah, but we'll bring that up in our uh, uh, road traffic trip report. Just coming up soon. Our traffic report. Um, what else we got today? We've got, uh, we're going to touch on Marco Rossi taking home the uh, Red Tilson Trophy as the most outstanding player in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we got the all-name bracket as we head into the final matchup of, yeah, predictable. Uh, of round two. Predictable result last week. Predictable. Yep. yep. We both big, picked it. Not a big deal. Yeah. And... Uh, Oh, what am I missing? Oh, yeah, we're going to be joined by uh, London Knights goaltender oh, yeah. Brett Brochu. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very enjoyable. I mean, in my opinion, should have been goaltender of the year, but... That is your opinion, not. yep. He'll win one. He'll get one, for sure. Next yeah, year. next year. Yeah, he's he's a stud. Two years from now. Who knows? Yeah. Depends when he gets to the well, NHL. You he's know, solid. He's solid. Goaltenders, it's a little bit... He's gonna, uh, he's a little bit one. of a longer it's process, a He's going to win one. Hot take. It's not a hot take. I don't, yeah, I don't know it's if that's happen. a hot take. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. I would have to agree. Yeah. It's fine. All right. Anyways. All right. Uh, but first to kick off the show, we've got a Twitter poll from last week. And Colin, I know you're going to bring that up and uh, give us the results. It had to do with uh, Ottawa 67. Top head moment coach. this year. Yeah. Andre Turn is a top moment this year. Glove save at the World Juniors won with 90% over the OHL Coach of the Year back to back. So that glove save. I mean, Ooh. winning a gold medal is a big deal, right? So, well, yeah, I'd go with that too. Over the coach of the year, coach of the year is a big deal, but gold medal is pretty nice. And plus the situation too, the snag. Yeah, that was almost bigger than the TSN camera. Ooh. We didn't put that down. We didn't. But I feel like I should retweet the poll and start another one. <laughs> Glove saver, TSN camera. Who? But the TSN. I'm biased. Mic. I work at TSN, but so the I'm going to say mic. the camera. Hopefully, the TS- head office hears that. But the TSN mic. Hey, pay raise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bell Media makes a lot of money, so yeah. Know. Get your Wi-Fi. Why better. are you firing people? Get your but, Wi-Fi you know. better. Yeah, right. Like they dug That's a hole. Saying. They dug a hole outside my house, and then there's nothing still. It's still the same. Brutal. It just happens. Yep. Watch them. Watch them cancel it again. Where it'll be like a week without Wi-Fi, and I was like, "Oh my god." That would be awful. Yeah, that would be like two and a half weeks without Wi-Fi in the last two months. That's a joke. In the quarantine. I mean, I want to yell at Rogers right now because they've made it impossible Let's to cut my phone. front grass. Let's get him on the phone. Rogers? Can you imagine we get him on the phone? Bell Media calling. Bell Media. Yeah, I'm looking at the phone. I think there's a message. There's a light on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, well. <laughs> Can't answer. We're on the air, so don't worry about it. <laughs> we, we answered the messages. <laughs> Hello? TSN 1150? The 160 podcast. What would you like? <laughs> Are you at home? Branford's getting an exhibition game. 
What? <laughs> we called it. Hello. Still oh. hoping that happens. Oh, could probably see it being a Hamilton Mississauga situation or a Dwell Hamilton London, Hamilton, London, Hamilton, Hamilton Kitchener. That'd yeah. Cool. Who knows? Yeah, that's the middle. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the middle. Wood, in between yeah. Woodstock. Yeah, probably Burford's in the middle. Yeah. What up, Adam Henrique? Hey, now. That's I've dropped a lot of hay now. minutes or so. I've dropped you a lot have. of hay nows in the last three minutes. My. Jeez. Oh, well. So what? It's getting there. Yeah. I mean, cut the wings hat on it, covered the Leaf logo, can't now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, you know how what? you'd hang it in front of the Leaf logo. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get rid of that. So after we made the, uh, for anyone that saw it, uh, our appearance on the uh, on the O show with uh, Tate Harris and Cody Wall this past week, <laughs> yeah, and we were video guys. Yeah, for that a was week. bad lighting. That was bad lighting. A little that bit. Was, that was, yeah, yikes. A little bit. Um, yeah. By the way, for anyone that's wondering how I got my radio. laptop up that high, it was sitting on a box of oatmeal. That's so sweet. it was at eye level. That's so, cool. you know, you weren't looking up my nose. Yeah, and I had it on my lap. My laptop. You had it on I'm your lap down. when we were on uh, the Raining Ron show. Yeah, and it kept moving. Yeah, just well, not even on your lap. You are holding it. in the it. hallway. Yeah, I was in the hallway here. It should have gone in the funny studios. I mentioned that too I late. did not think about that till after. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Actually, I thought about it during, and I'm like, oh, I can't really say anything. Can you imagine? Just get up. You tell me, hey. And then I'd get up. <laughs> just see you start walking over. Give it to her. By the way, can someone tweet at me how to Uh-oh. get everyone in your on your screen in a Zoom call? I can't figure that out. Co- uh, Tate tried to explain it to me, but there was no button in the top right-hand yeah. corner but the full screen button. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what mine was. Did you notice that with me? I kept going in and out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to, like, maximize, like, the camera and get more, like, yeah. views on it. Like, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out on the Ranting Ron show either. Yeah. So I'm just know. watching these guys. Like, I heard that Facebook is one doing person. a thing. Like, kind of like a. They, conference Facebook call thing. has a. They have a video messenger or yeah. video chat thing. Yeah, I saw they were starting to do so that. My dad does that every, uh, every Saturday night. Him and his buddies relive their glory days. <laughs> That's sweet. The days. From like the 80s. <laughs> when the wings were decent. Midlife crisis. Was that before the wings? Just kidding. His car's not nice. <laughs> oh, uh-oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> not really. Car's 10 years old. It just got a new battery. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were in trouble there. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> car's not it's nice. It's a piece of work. Is it like uh, the it's Maestro's a... car? Oh, I don't know. You... The Maestro's Get car is uh, pretty off? decent. Yeah, the heat shuts off. Oh, man, that's rough. That's Actually, that did happen to my parents' car. The heat shut off this past winter. It wouldn't work, so they had to take it in. Winter toque. Man. Yeah, Christmas, a winter toque. Gloves. Did we ever ask Jake what kind of car he has? No, we didn't. Okay. That's who's called. If he's listening, then uh, Tweet my us. parents That's have a Dodge me. Journey, 2010 yeah. Dodge Journey. I don't know if Jake has that car. That's but. crazy, eh? 10 years already. That's nuts, 2010. I remember yeah. the Olympics, Crosby's goal. That's crazy know, how eh? fast that goes. Wow. I know. Well, and they always take it in, when they take it into the dealership for like work and stuff, they're all like, how the heck is this car still running? Like 10 years, like this- they haven't had a car payment in... Two or three years, something like that. Just no, just no uh, damage. You drive it well, right? Not like those people that are sure. My dad drives well. Sure, vehicles in good shape. It has to, something's going on. It's a yeah, driver. my mom it's like drives. A computer. Hey, it's like a computer. You control the computer. You control the car. Fair enough. Yep. Here's my new thing. Yeah. All right. Oh. Well, we're on the topic of cars. Might as well get to our traffic report for this uh, Ooh, for this segue. week. 
segue. Yeah. Want me to go first? Yeah, last you can week go was perfect. first. Last week was perfect. Just the rain wrecked it. So that was yeah. a nine. Yeah. This week, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. So, so, a little bit of stop and go. It's too busy, though. Like, you honestly figure, like, is it still quarantine? Like, is there still quarantine? I'd call it semi-quarantine because it's not everywhere. Really, yeah. And there's actually, honestly, there's no social distancing at all. It's poor. Not a chance. I, like, you literally get Buddy right up behind you here in a grocery store, and it's yeah. like, six feet, bud. Yep. Well, and- get the hockey stick out. <laughs> get back. Well, it was funny, too, because I went to Food Basics today to get strawberries, because I saw a recipe online where if you put strawberries in the oven for, like, three hours, they, like, turn into, like, a candy but really? it's still healthy for you. They taste like Twizzlers. So Jeez. we're trying that. That's cool. I guess this is this is Saturday when we're recording, so today. So we're going to try that, and I'll uh, put an update on Twitter for anyone out there. I'll put an update on Tuesday to let you know uh, well, when this debuts. Do it. Yeah, um, yeah, take a picture of that. Yeah, I will. That's cool. So, um, yeah, but anyways, at Food Basics, and you know they have the screens in front of the people, right? Mm-hmm. In front of the cashiers. This guy pulls out like 300 bucks in cash. I'm like, holy oh, crap, God. must be nice. Big spender, bud. But like, like you know how you're supposed to stand in front of the screen so like there's yeah. that separation between you and the cashier? No, he stands beside it and like moves his head over like kind of, like, not behind, the side but like move, to the, the submarine, side. The submarine moves. Yeah. So it's like beside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah Why? I don't up. understand that. Showing up. Was it like cases the are purchase? up for a reason, people? Was like, it like the purchase, like giving the cashier the cash? Not even like yeah, obviously. But, yeah, that's just showing off, in um, my opinion. No, the but Twitter while poll. he was taking the money out of his cat or out of his wallet, he oh, was I mean, like, like lent. He was leaning over. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. I feel like we gotta go live on Instagram and post the show. Right, that's what I'm saying. The actions we actually go through. I know. Through, I know. We're not. moving our hands and it's our heads. And like, yeah, it's hard not to. I know. Um, so yeah, that, that was just my pet peeve of the day. Had nothing to do with traffic, but, uh, uh, what was the drive for you, Colin? You said a five, so what bugged you? Stop and go. Uh, Stop and go. Really? It starts at an eight. It starts at an eight. Yeah, it got better once I got, like, that side of Branford. Like, yeah. Then it was better, but my side, it wasn't very good. Yeah. I mean, it was stop and go. That sucks. It's a five. It starts at an eight. Yeah. It goes down. It goes down. It goes up. Yeah. It's a solid starting point. Yeah, it is. Because yep. realistically, you're not. A, no one's a perfect driver. So wait. Actually, my mom is uh, knocking on wood. Really? Perfect driving record. Really? That's solid. That's good. I don't know how, but, you know. <laughs> you don't know how. She speeds sometimes. <laughs> That's solid, though. Perfect driving record. Yeah. And then there's my dad, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're in trouble tonight. You're, Tuesday night. T- so tonight, Reese Dumaney is grounded. He is in trouble. Meh. I'll find a way to get over it. <laughs> oh, and sexy podcast is gonna tweet him. You're not. You're not gonna be happy. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> tweet him. Meh. Um, my traffic report. I'll give it like a six and a half. Because for me, it wasn't even that busy. Like I sped through pretty well. But what uh, the 403 westbound uh, from Highway 52 oh. to uh, Garden Ave in Branford's closed because of construction, and I think it's closed until. Is it the 27th or 29th? I can't remember which day it is, but uh, it closed on Friday at 7 p.m. So as I was leaving TSN for my shift, I had to take the back roads, which I do anyways, whatever. Um, And it was just... It's actually faster. It is. It is faster. Yeah, we've proven that. Exactly. (laughs) It takes me 35 minutes. It would take me like probably 25 minutes if I took the highway, but whatever. It's not that 
big of a deal. But um, anyways, I got on the highway eastbound at Highway 52 and to see all the cars backed up and like waiting, you thought there was an accident. Like that's how bad it is. And it's like people, they give you um, warning two, three exits before Highway 52. Get off at one of them. Yeah, you don't have to wait. Like today, we're going to get off at Wilson Street in Ancaster. We have to take yep. two roundabouts to go through there. Yeah, but it's not even that much slower, though. Maybe a minute slower? Yeah, maybe. Something like a minute or two. But it's like, not, there's no traffic it's not lights. More you don't get stopped three. at a red it's light. Not, but it's not more than three. No. Especially if we hit that light. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's by the fairground. Ancaster fairground. If we yeah, hit I that hate light, stopping there. Same. Yeah. If we hit that light. Also, depends when the sun is like. What Damn. level the sun is yeah, at? Because last... you're looking at the lights and you're doing 90 kilometers an hour. You're looking at the lights and you're like, and I'm colorblind, so it's a little bit more for like difficult for me. I'm like, is that light green or is <laughs> yellow or red? And you kind of have to look at the rest of the traffic <laughs> oh. to see what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, am I going through? <laughs> What's going on? And yeah. then you see brake lights and you're like, okay, it must be red. Or you see the peop- the cars from the other ways going and you're like, all right, time to stop. But yeah. Um, Solid. Yeah. It's the only it. positive about nighttime. The drivers have been getting better, though. Interesting. Eh, I don't know. It's when I got it's off. The same. I'd say the same, because there's still that person yeah. on your way in that's well, like, uh Well, it was funny. When I was getting off the link here um, to come into the studio, and I have to turn left onto Upper Wentworth. Yeah. I'm in the right-left turn lane. There's a guy in the left-left turn lane. So like me, because I hate people cutting me off there, especially because it happens all the time. Oh, that, yeah. I just speed, not speed up, but you know, go faster right quick. off the hop. Yeah. Get first step. Yep. Stealing I'm, bases. Yeah, exactly. Get first step in hockey. Yeah. You get scoring chances. I was good at stealing bases in uh, Major Bantam and then it went downhill. I'm I stole not, like 20 bases that year. Wow. Yeah, I'm not that a was base. fast. I'm not a base dealer, so. I don't think many people are when they get to our age. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you yeah. hit Bantam? Yeah, I know. Hey, eh? even midget, there's guy, there's maybe I two guys, maybe yeah, that would definitely down, steal a base well, every time. Catchers are better too, though. Catchers are better too. Well, yeah, catchers obviously better, but I mean, Respectful. there's a couple. Like when I was in the IBL last year, I played nine games or whatever, and a couple of fans that came up, well, not came up to me, but like I overheard them talking, and there's actually one fan in Welland uh, that used to be the radio guy for the ice dogs but he loves baseball which is awesome yeah um he's like all these catchers arms suck and i'm like come on the field yeah (laughs) like it's way better on the the field that's i honestly that's the biggest pet peeve of mine about fans because like in hockey shoot the puck shoot 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 do you think they're not trying to shoot when you're actually down, I, have you seen that at, video on yeah. Facebook? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, it really helps when I have a wide open net, and you know, I'm thinking, oh, I should pass this, and but no, when you yell shoot, you know, yeah, really helps me make up my mind. Like when you're actually on the ice making plays out there, you can't just shoot the puck. Like yeah. there seems like yeah, it's not open ice. Like it's not like what you think it is. I mean, I see where he's coming from because I thought the catcher's arms would be way better. Yeah, but they're still. Decent, yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, whatever. It's still, yeah, and it's still good baseball. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, exactly. So, um, anyways, I'm not playing this season, as of right now. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with your league? We'll recruit you. Yeah. You're uh, coming. You're The common. Brantford Red Sox are not in action this year. Well, I mean, parks just got opened in my area. Yeah, but that's Norfolk. still that's still probably at least a month away. But do you think you think they're open to teams though? That's a, I don't think no. But I was gonna ask this: like, if you went to throw a pen, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, 
That's what I was thinking. Or do one-on-one batting practice. So yeah. I did that last year with a couple of kids, like me in the park and do like lessons for like throughout yep. the day. Yep. Keep the kids in shape. I mean, yeah, exactly. Work on their stuff as an assistant coach, you can help kids. We know what they want to work on, right? Yep. So Yeah. For that sure. might that might start soon. Yep. Probably a, hopefully a month. We'll know, but who knows? Yeah. Just stay inside, people. Let's go. Yep. So he doesn't and have listen. To, so the premier doesn't have to close it again. Close the province again. Yeah. So, um, anyways, big one. I'm yeah. Pumped. The interview is coming up next. Uh, yes, London sir. Knights goaltender Brett Brochu joins us on the line. We'll have a nice chat with him about his rookie season in the OHL, and well, he's also ranked for whenever the 2020 NHL draft happens. When will Hopefully, it be? there isn't a lottery because there are now 24 teams that qualify for the playoffs. But anyways, we won't get into that with Brett. Uh, We'll talk about his rookie year and uh, a lot more next right here on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast, along with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney, and we are now joined on the line by London Knights goaltender Brett Brochu. Brett, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. So what are you up to uh, right now? You're at your uh, mom's house in Essex. How are you staying busy? Uh, well, I'm lucky enough that my dad owns a couple fitness centers around, so nice. um, I get to work out there and... Um, I guess I go on bike rides and runs and stuff. That's that's kind of what I've been up to. No ice and no anything open around here, so it's it's tough, but kind of getting through it day by day. Yeah. So with the uh, with your dad being involved, all these fitness centers, we've asked numerous players this: if their routine has been uh, screwed up or whatever. Obviously, there's no ice, but it sounds like your routine uh, is probably on point to where it would be if there was still a, a playoffs and if the season had concluded. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I yeah, I've been uh, taking it day by day and just you know focusing on on my off ice training right now and and conditioning to you know, push ahead of, of, of people right now. Cause it's, uh, it's pretty important in the office things that you gotta do. That's for sure. Uh, let's get to the hockey thing. Uh, you're 16 year old year in Dresden. Uh, what kind of experience was that like Brett? I mean, I think it's a new trend. I think it's a great idea for goalies to go down there and face a lot of shots, play games. And I mean, the shots, are they that different? I mean, first take us through the experience though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, it was a d- different uh, experience than, than what the OHL had to offer for sure. But um, definitely for first year of junior, I couldn't have asked for a better place to play. Like it was, it was awesome. And it was extremely fun with a good g- group of guys. And um, like everyone just loved hockey on, on the team. So it was, it was a pretty good um, place to, to go in every day too and, and uh, have that. But yeah, it was, it was really good for my development. Honestly, couldn't have, couldn't have won anywhere that was that was better really yeah you played uh 38 out of 40 games for uh dresden what was that like to get you prepared for this year because i know this year like there was times with the knights where you played like all three games in the weekend or at least two out of the three uh how much did that prepare you for this year oh it was huge you know i i being being a starting goalie is something that um you know is is tough to do especially with you know, the workload of the OHL and, and how many games you play. So it's it's not only 
physically demanding, and but it's like it's it's pretty hard mentally as well. So, um, you know, getting that my first year really you know showed me how much preparation and and like little things that you needed to do to um, stay healthy throughout the season. Yeah, I've asked uh, numerous goalies this. Uh... Um, what made you want to get in front of rubber just flying at you at high speeds? Like, what made you want to strap on pads and do that? <laughs> so, yeah, I get I get asked that question a lot. But I guess, you know, um, everyone's got a different story. But I guess, I think being a goalie kind of chooses you. You don't choose it, I'd say. Like, you, you know, you're just kind of, you grow up playing hockey and, and I always just, had a passion to be a goalie that was just kind of my thing even from road hockey and and stuff like that I just kind of always liked it and um at first yeah I was way better at player but who probably wouldn't be as a young kid and I, I don't know I just kind of I feel like it it more so chose me than I chose it <laughs> yeah anything, yeah so we got a question from Luke in Oakville you might know him uh what was your favorite game this year Ooh, that's tough. Um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of, um, you know, really good experiences this year. But my favorite one was probably in Ottawa at the end of the year, where we had a matchup against them, and it was it was a pretty big tilt. Where um, you know it was it was like a playoff game. You know, we knew that that was uh, our biggest opponent really going into the end of the season, and and we wanted to see where we were at compared to them and um yeah we came up with a dub so that was that was definitely my um probably my favorite game but also uh playing against Koizy at my last game before the yeah got canceled was was pretty pretty sweet too um you know, it was it was a fun game but yeah there was definitely a lot of games that I I really enjoyed also he wants to know how often does he snipe on you in practice <laughs> uh, yeah well he, he's got a good shot he worked on it so i'll give it to him but you know what um i won't i won't give him too much credit there because um i'd say he likes uh he likes to try to pick me apart but it doesn't happen too often <laughs> so after that question do the knights have a prankster in the room because i like asking that and i mean Luke had sent me a message this morning about that and you were coming on the show and he's like, you got to ask him that question about uh, how you light, how he lights you up in practice. So that, I got to know, do the Knights have a guy in the room that's always up to something? Oh, Merkley, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Merkley's always up to something and um, yeah, he was, he was awesome to, to be around for sure. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was most of the guys were, were pretty fun to be around and well, everyone was, there wasn't anyone that wasn't, um, fun, you know, um, McMichael was, was pretty funny up there too, but yeah, it was a good group of guys for sure. With Brett Brochu of the London Knights here on the Owen 60 podcast, uh, Brett, I asked Hunter Jones this when we had him on, uh, five or six weeks ago uh, about his rookie season uh, when he played under uh, Dylan Wells, who's now um, spending time in the AHL and the ECHL and the Oilers system and asking him about uh, what he learned from, uh, from Dylan and what he took away. So I want to ask you, what 
was the biggest thing you learned from, obviously, Coy's a drafted goaltender to the Vegas Golden Knights and then uh, Miskew coming over midway through the season. So what's something you took away from both your veteran goaltender partners? I guess probably it was a lot of the mental side of the, side of the game for sure, you know, understanding how to handle different situations and stuff like that. I think that was that was huge for me to, to pick up on early in the season and, um, you know, try to try to exceed with that stuff because it was, it's pretty important. Um, but for sure, you know, it, it helps tremendously when you get to have like people, people like that help you out and stuff. So it's, it's definitely good. Speaking of mental, what's that like your first game at Budweiser Gardens in front of 9,000 people? What's that like that for mentally? Like, how do you get into that? Like, is there any flaws or anything or? Well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you could really prepare yourself in any which way because yeah, like, no matter what, it, you're even if you're a player, like you're probably going to be sitting there like, all right, here it is, you know. Even my like, luckily enough, I got an exhibition game in where I got to play, um, like at, at the Bud before the season started. So it was kind of like half full or whatever, you know. It, yeah, it the lower bowl. Back, so I kind of had an ex- like an experience where I played there. Um, so, but, but for sure, the first game was, was, was pretty stressful for sure. And, um, luckily it it went good, but, um, yeah, I I don't know if you could really prepare yourself for it, but it's it's definitely an experience. Yeah. How much work went into your off season before this season started after your junior B or junior C season in, uh, in Dresden, how much work did you put in just to make sure that you were going to be, whether it was the backup or the starter for the Knights, uh, just to make sure you got yourself into the lineup for this season? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a big summer for me. Um, yeah, I, I worked a ton too, um, with, in landscaping, which I think helped me realize how much, you know, I, I wanted to <laughs> make it in hockey and, and cause you know, some things are, are pretty tough when you're working in the heat every day, all day. Um, and it sucks. So, you know, I, I really wanted to make sure that, um, I trained as, as hard as I could, um, off the ice and on the ice. So, um, yeah, I think this summer is going to be even, even bigger cause I've, I've focused, uh, a lot more on certain details that'll um, help me next season. But uh, yeah, I, I, last summer for sure was was a big step where you know I, I knew that I needed to make big improvements to to uh, make it. So you come into London. What's that like meeting Mark and Dale Hunter for the first time? Um, well, luckily before this the season. Um, happen i i got to uh meet them a couple times in the in the summer and everything but they were um definitely class acts and you know really really great um organization to play for so um you know they're 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 good for for all players in, in development and you know pushing you to to bring the best out of you i guess so yeah, you talk about development and how much, you know, you've seen all the London Knight grads uh, go on to the NHL, AHL, you know, and uh, win wherever they are, you know, Kane, Perry, uh, just to name a few, Rick Nash as well, uh, Tyler Parsons, a goaltender. Um, for you in your draft year, how much did you feel like being in London helped you? Whereas, say you might have been in 
I don't know, just to name a couple teams, Owen Sound, Mississauga, like Sudbury or any of those northern teams, how much do you feel like being in London helped that process along in your draft year? Oh, it helps, helps a ton, you know, from playing in front of a lot more people than probably a lot of um, arenas get per night. And that that helps a lot for, you know, realizing how how it is mentally and, and things for players. And um, But development-wise, for sure, it's... Um, it's it's definitely a really great organization for that because practices are high pace and um, you know they they the coaches bring the best out of you every every single day so have, definitely helped me a lot this year. Have any uh, current or former players around the NHL or coaches have have reached out to you like give you any advice? Uh, there hasn't been too much um, people. Luckily, I got you know one of my old goalie coaches. Uh, is now with our goalie coach or development guy for the Dallas Stars. So he, he talks to me quite often and, you know, keeps keeps tabs with me and I get to talk to him and stuff. He helps me out with uh, with that part. As a goalie, uh, do you have any pregame uh, rituals? Uh, well, honestly, each season they kind of change for me. Yeah. Um, I guess well, it could – it could change from game to game too i i'm not i try not to be too superstitious but um you know there's obviously things that i like to do that uh you know keep me keep me on track and and feeling good um i do the same thing before every game i don't know if it would be considered a superstition but you know i have a pretty like scheduled out routine on game days um i don't like to change from that so I guess you could say so. With Brett Brochu of the London Knights, uh, Brett, you set the uh, rookie goaltending win um, record this season, 32 victories uh, as a rookie goaltender in the OHL. Uh, were you aware at all of the record or, you know, as you were getting up there in wins, I think 32-6, and six, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was your record this past season. Were you aware at all of uh, the record you were gaining on and uh, etching yourself in Knights history? Uh, I guess it's the first half of the season, I didn't really um, look at it too much. And then, you know, as it got closer, I, I kind of got it brought to me by a couple people like my billets and uh, some family members that kind of brought it up to me. And I was like, wow, it's actually not that, that far off. And I had a chance at it. But um, luckily enough, our team had an extremely solid second half and, um, you know, it worked out that I got to win it or get the get the record on the on the last game uh, for season got ended. So yeah, have you had t- have you had time to reflect on that at all? Like the record? Uh I mean, I I, I haven't really had much time to sit down yeah. and really think about uh, the season yet. I've just been kind of hundred mile an hour right now trying to. Um, you know, get keep keep my body in shape and everything like that before before the season starts again. Yeah, so uh, I like to ask the question every guest we have on player: Who was the biggest influence on your career so far? Um, other than my dad, I'd, I'd probably have to say um, Darren, which has me my goalie coach. He's he's definitely you know stuck his neck out for me and you know really helped me out. Um, throughout the past couple of years, um, 
and I think with without him, he's, my game would probably not be uh, where it's at today. All right, final question. What advice do you give to kids that look up to you, they want to be a ne- the next goalie in the OHL like you? What advice do you give to those type of kids? Uh, it'd probably be, you know, work hard every day and um, good things will happen because, you know, you can never um, take away how hard someone works or anything like that. And I think that's pretty important for everyone to understand and to never lose uh, the love of the game because that's what it is. It's a game and it's fun. Awesome. That's a great answer to finish yeah, her off. Yeah, great answer. Uh, Brett, uh, we really appreciate you doing this. Uh, again, stay safe. Uh, um, keep training because uh, can't wait to see you put up more wins yeah. uh, in London next season. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm excited for it. Trust me. Yeah, we're <laughs> excited to see you. Yeah, we're excited <laughs> to see you back. Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, thanks for, thanks for uh, the call today. That was Brett Brochu, goaltender for the London Knights and uh, 2020 NHL draft prospect. He is ranked 29th on the uh, North American Central Scouting list among goaltenders. So, um, again, we're all wishing him the best when it comes right. to the draft, oh, whenever it happens. Him. We're pulling for him. Oh, yeah, we are. Bring him to Detroit. Let's go. Detroit we'll we'll bring him, in the, uh, bring him yeah. on the road trip. You we'll pick, pick everyone pick up. Pick him up at the airport. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, can, we can meet him in Tilbury. Exactly. It's right there. <laughs> Beauty. Sounds like a man. I, I mean, talking to him beforehand, I uh, can't believe I couldn't pronounce Essex right. Holy, well, say it right. Blonde from the Windsor area. That's brutal. Blonde moment. Yeah, might be. By the way, uh, Luke from Oakville, Brett says you don't even get ten percent on him. Uh oh. Oh dear. You wait. N- training camp. Training camp. When we do the oh, training we'll be camp there. Tour, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. We'll have it we'll live on Instagram. Be we'll there be commentating it. Yeah, we'll be live on Instagram with. We should try and be, get on live with Brett and Luke. <laughs> That'd be a, rapid fire. Rapid what is fire. your name? Connor McDavid. <laughs> Jakey Birdie. Jakey Birdie getting hey, traded. Hey, he's back. Ooh, the yeah. maestro is back, by the way. He is. He's back. Yeah, we shared that to our Instagram. Any player. We take care yeah. of the players. Take care of them. You can find that video uh, at the Own 60 Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, you missed the net. But, I mean, there's a lot of players <laughs> that miss the net nowadays. <laughs> That's funny. His teammate, though, Jonah. Hit the net. I know, hey. <laughs> yeah, that was net. awesome. Uh, so, yeah, again, thanks to Brett Brochu for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Brett. That was great. And uh, we'll take a break. First when we Western come back, Conference player, by the way. That's our first. True. First it Western is. Conference Two player. Two Ice Dogs, a General, and a Pete. Pete and a Knight. Hey, Mint. Making our way across the province. Oh yeah! Here on the Own Sixty Podcast. Uh, when we come back, uh, Marco Rossi won the Most Outstanding Player Award in the OHL. So we'll talk about that. You have, a, uh, yeah. you have a, uh, a little take something on that. to say. Yeah. yeah, a little take on that. What I mean? Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah, so I we'll want to g- say it now, but no, no, don't break. give it away. Um, no. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into Think that. And uh, well, we've got our all name bracket continuing this week. We're uh, going streaking. Fourth matchup. Of round number two starts today. We're going streaking. We'll talk about it later on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast along with Colin Ward. I'm Reese Dumaney and Cued it off the top, we're going to get into uh, the uh, Most Outstanding Player Award 
this season. Marco Rossi taking that home after Yuko Pekka Lukanen won it last year for Sudbury. And, well, uh, Colin kind of teased it before the break. Not really, though, because he didn't really give any details. But uh, here is Colin Ward's opinion on this award. Well, I think Nick Robertson was the co was a runner up, just because with wh- whoever wins the most improved player, it's kind of like the consolation prize to the most outstanding player. So I think Robertson winning that earlier on in the week, I believe. No, the goalie was Monday, maybe the week before. Yeah, I don't want to scroll down the OHL yeah, website that was and a look because that's a long... Yeah, yeah, it was a while back. It wasn't this week then. It was a week before. Yeah. Once that happened, I remember texting you, and I think Joel Van... Yeah, Joel. I think so, yeah. And I remember telling you guys, like, Rossi's winning this now because, like, you never you never really see a guy win the most improved and the most outstanding. And, I mean, I think Rossi... Yeah, that's I tough. think Rossi would have won it this year if he would have won the most uh, improved because he was an improved player. And but, the most outstanding, like, yeah. you know. But, like, once you win that, as a, and you have 55 goals like Robertson did, once yep. you win most improved, you knew who was winning it. Yeah. And, I mean, it was well-deserved, Rossi. No arguments there. I mean, 120 yep. points, and I think, and I still believe he's still the top prospect going in the draft from the NHL. I think he's he's kind of like a, I mean, it's hard to say this, but it's kind of like a forward Adam Boquist. Because, like, Boquist was, like, very responsible on his own end. He'd put up, like, you yeah. wouldn't really notice. I mean, that's how responsible he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing with Bouchard, too, right? Oh, yeah, it's but pretty easy to jump in the play. Playing, like, like, he could get four points a game, and you wouldn't really notice him that much. But, like, if you're noticing, mm-hmm. like, the simple plays, yep. Adam Boquist did that to a T. Marco Rossi in the game this year, he saw him playing Niagara. It was 3-2 the final, I think. Yeah, Niagara. Yeah, got was that the one where they got uh, screwed robbed. over? Robbed. Yeah. yeah, the ref blew it down, but the puck was in the back of the net. Do we know who this referee is? It wasn't our guy. Oh, it isn't. Okay, no, it wasn't the guy we're thinking. Obviously, it wasn't Jason Faced either because he no. won referee. I should of the look year. that up. Who the ref was? The yeah. Scores are still up there. We'll look yeah. it up, and then for the final break. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll let you know. Yeah. So, I just believe like when you win, that's who he is. Adam Boquist. Yeah, and I mean a forward focus because the game in Niagara, like when I saw him to get back yep. to the Niagara thing. Sorry, well, no, I'm rambling fine. on to get back to the Niagara thing. I mean, when he went there, you were expecting him to put up points in that game. Right? Well, against and Niagara, mean, an eight-nine seed, yeah, yeah, for you're sure. Expecting to put up points. Yep, and he did that. He did that, but you don't really notice him, except you notice those three to four key plays a game, and you figure like a goalie, right? Those. Three scoring chances where they should have scored, and you made those yep. saves. If you make those saves, you're going to win the game. Brett mm-hmm. Bruce, you did a great job with that this year, by the way. So, <laughs> I mean, shout out to our guest for this week's show. Damn right. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> when you look at that, he made those key plays. He gets back in the rush. Yep. Picks a guy's pocket right. Like I remember the one time it was a three on two for Niagara, and he was the th- third guy back that would be for Ottawa. Yep. And I remember the, I think. It, I forget who it was from the Ice Dogs. It was one winger. He dropped it back to the slot, and Ross, he was there, picked his pocket. That's one of those simple plays. That's Statsukian. Yeah, it is. And that's one of those plays you don't notice. Like a lot of, like maybe the average fan doesn't notice that. Yeah. But when you actually see that, yep. And when scouts see that all the time, 
Those are the plays I think. Well, that's what they look for. The scouts the don't look for goals and assists. They look for the little things that you do behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And that's why this award is perfectly voted on. Like the writers and broadcasters they see them. vote for this award. They see that little stuff, whereas you, you said it. The hockey fan wouldn't. Yeah, when you you're know? sitting there, you're calling a game, and you see that, pick his pocket. Yep. You see that right away. And then a couple com- broadcasters, they'll write it down. Like they'll yeah. write down, yeah. like. A check mark. And I know in the press box, I like to do that with the book. The Owen 60 <laughs> official book. Oh, yeah, with the book. I like to write down every player's number. <laughs> yep. Then put a check mark and then in brackets beside it, block shot. Or At key, or this key point blo- in the key block shot. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, key block shot. And then yep. uh, big hit, big play, like a big setup, like the fourth guy with the puck, like the breakout defenseman. Like he passes yep. it to the wing, quick touch pass to the center, then. Something else happens. He yep. doesn't get an assist on the goal. But those plays to me, the little things like that are huge. And Marco Rossi's a that's why he's the most outstanding player because he is so key to uh, that Ottawa team. And Jack Quinn, you're probably gonna notice some more in the game. You're probably yeah. gonna notice him with yeah, the puck well, more. He's bigger, yep. he's more he's more harder on the puck, but Rossi is just a wizard with the puck. And he's gonna do things that others don't, mm-hmm. but in a simpler fashion. And like how you said, Datsuki in there picking the guy's pocket. He's yeah. in and well, out of gaps like that defensively. Well, I'm a big fan of that. I like seeing guys hustle back. You know, I yeah, a I lot of that. times I think and this was back. two Be years ago when I yeah. Two years ago when I was in Niagara, there was uh I think we were at a game in uh was it I think I was in Windsor, I think it was. I can't remember. Anyways, um there's a player on the opposing team to the Ice Dogs and in the media room beforehand, uh, they're saying like there were scouts there and media and you know, they're having a chat and um they were saying that I can't remember the I don't know why I can't remember the player, but it was this guy is great and all, but yeah. he's got to work on his game away from the puck. Yeah, and a and lot that, of elite players have the problem with that when they come up. A lot of 16, 17-year-olds don't play the complete game till they get drafted. A lot of guys go in the first round that don't play a complete game. Yeah. The team that drafts them just hopes, hey, this is his potential, right? They look at the potential yeah. upside to him. And I feel like a lot of that is, well, okay. Might we'll have been Will Cooley. That. I think it was Will Cooley yeah, they were talking a, about. Yeah, there's a few about that like that we've heard. Yeah. I mean... He runs around. He makes big plays, and yep. then once you find your game, which he will, he's too quick. Well, yeah, he's too quick and too skilled not to. And he probably would have later in the year because if there was a playoffs, they're going to play big roles, especially that Windsor team. Yeah, well, and Windsor needed everything For to work up too. front because you know yeah. Medina had taken over the starting job, um, and nothing against Medina. Like he's a good goaltender. He's going to be the number one next year. Got to lock Fires. Puroinen's gone. So, you know, they still had to have that uh, that firepower and that uh, uh, that presence up front where, you know, they couldn't where, win by scoring just two goals. Where when you look at those teams like London, like Ottawa, when London gets Marcus Phillips, Ryan Merkley, yep. Alec Regula, those guys can shut it down. Hunter Skinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can, when you look at that defensive core, what they can do, right? You get in the third period, late in the third period, down up one, you can close that game out. Yep. That's why those teams in the playoffs... They go deep in the Mem Cup. By the way, this just started yesterday. Um, True. Or Friday. By night. the way, shout out to the CHL for putting up those uh, um, those specialty jerseys the host team wears uh, in their first game every year. That yeah, was cool. I like that tradition. Yeah, so do I, I. I always look for that on Twitter, like to see, like in the afternoon, like around four or five, like a couple yep. hours before the game. I always look for that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's the little things that don't show up on the score sheet. And I know this is that's a cliche. A lot of people say, oh, you know, he does the things that don't show up on the score sheet or whatever. But, you know, this award, sure, you have to have good stats. Like Marco Rossi, 120 points. That's awesome. Like, Lukanen, what were his numbers last year, right? They were unbelievable for a yeah. Wolves team that... Um, you know, Ottawa was a good team. I think they should have at least won one or two games. Obviously, they lost in double or triple overtime yeah. in game four. But, um, you know, you still have to be good away from the puck. And scouts, like I said before, they don't look at goals, assists as much as they do a stick lift uh, in the neutral zone or, you know, um, rubbing a guy out along yeah. the boards. You know, taking him out of the play last, and taking closing, the puck off him. A closing time player, I like to call it. A guy that... You're out. You can put out there in any situation with yep. like five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. He's out there for three out of the five. You're gonna log a lot of minutes up front. Yep. I mean, close the game out, and that's the type of player he can be. He plays every single situation, and to me, he's probably the most all-around player in the draft from the OHL. There's a lot of good players. I yeah. There's a lot of good players, but Marco yep. Rossi is really good. Yeah, and that's why uh, hopefully, if Detroit picks there, he'll go fourth overall to the Motor City. Yeah, I think four. I think it would be four or five. Yeah. No lower, I think. And it's hard not to pick Drysdale in that top five as well, just because yeah. of the snapshot and Byfield, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we that that probably didn't make too many fans in Buffalo saying to draft him if he's available, but you know. Oh, for sure, though. You kind of have to. Hey, you I make a perfect uh, compliment hey, to Rasmus Dahlin. To so. the Buffalo Sabres fans that listen to this show, shout out to Brad. Um, <laughs> we, like, I have a serious tweet the other day. I think it might have been. Oh. I don't know. I can't remember. It was sometime at the later part of last week about the Jays paying all their employees till yeah, October first, and then hey, Pagulas, you looking at this? Like you know that guy, that's so. I love Brad, that. That's Brad's funny. a beauty. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I have that theory to fix the Buffalo Sabers. I think if they draft a guy like Marco Rossi, if if he's there at five, you trade up, and if you yeah, you get, actually mapped this out when we were playing Chell. Yeah, this was actually good. Like you, so. If Rossi or Drysdale's there, and you brought up this point, this is your point from when we were on the Ranting Ron show about getting Drysdale to be with Dalene. Yep. That's a great duo for the future. Yep. Because you're going to get for sure eight to ten years out of that duo. And you know, and by watching Drysdale play, you just got to watch him play. Mm-hmm. How poised he is with the puck. He's so calm and he makes such good decisions. He's quick. And he mucks it up in the corners, right? He's going to win battles. And those another one who does the little things, which yep. so I think it's a great one. And as well, if Marco Rossi's there at the fifth pick, you trade from seven to five and you get Drysdale or Rossi. If Rossi is there, I believe you take Rossi over Drysdale. It's a very it's a tough one. They're both great players. But I yeah, think that's you, what that's what that's what I was saying by the point I made there. Like, if Rossi's not available, then you take Drysdale. Drysdale then you have if Rossi's available, yeah, you take Rossi. And then of you course. have a second line of Rossi, Cousins, and Cousins, Cousins, Cousins yeah, and Middlestat. I don't think there's a U. I think it's C O Z C O Z E N S. Okay, I think so. Yeah, or O N S. I don't know. Well, yeah. anyway, you have Cousins. Rossi Middlestat line on your second line two years yeah. from now. They're screwing up Middlestat, by the way. Oh, Holy for sure. Crap. They should have rushed That's him. That's a joke. They shouldn't have rushed him. That's terrible. They should not have rushed him. And I mean, and now they're but now they're in trouble with it. But I mean, then you get a you get that line, the second line, mm-hmm. then you get the top line where we're going NHL here, but No, whatever. You, it's still got to do with the O. You get Skinner where every single time Former Ranger? Where every single time you listen to the 
Instigator sh- on WGR. I love that show. Oh, same. That's it's my favorite awesome. hockey Marty show. Marty Biron, that's Dis or Dat. That's my favorite NHL show. Yeah, that's awesome. my favorite. We'll have to do something like that. Yeah, we don't get 97 won the ticket here, so. Yeah, that's my favorite, WGR that's is a my close favorite NHL show GR? by far. GR? Yeah, WGR yeah. 550. I mean, to me, like, they always, like, you always hear about Jeff can't produce without playing with Jack Eichel, right? I don't I mean, buy that. He makes $9 million. So, to me. Jeff? Yeah, it's nine mil. Yeah. Okay. No, I wasn't sure yeah, if you were talking Jeff, about Jack or Jeff, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, so you have Eichel, Skinner, and Reinhardt yep. on your top line. Yep. There you go. That's good. You address all the problems. Yep. Next year might be problems. Reinhardt hey, was a two pick, number two, number three around there. Yeah, two, so, I believe. So if you do that, then you have a solid two lines. Then you just got to build your depth, guys. Yep. And your depth, your, the problem, another thing with Buffalo is they get too attached to their fourth line players. Yeah. Those guys I should agree. be those guys should be there for no more than three years. Yeah. On your top line. Rodriguez. You look at those teams even like, though he requested a trade. Yeah, you look at those teams like Boston, right? Achari goes to Florida. Yep. They get him out. Right. And I think that's the thing. When the wings were good, they were like that. Yeah. They constantly like, had guys come in, young guys fill their role. But like, I mean, they constantly had guys yep. that, that they didn't fall in love with. And I think the big thing is the Buffalo Sabres is they got a stick to the rebuild. Stick to it. They always yeah. they like the McDavid They draft. always try and make a big trade and they screw it up. Yeah. Don't trade Ristolainen. Do not trade Ristolainen. I don't know though. I don't Unless unless if you can up. get the fourth overall pick, you group du- or uh, you then group Ristolainen in there. Take both picks? Yeah. Do you, who do you no, think No, you have to give up yours. Who do you think in that top 7 where they could trade up without trading their first round pick? Who one player from that roster other than Eichel, Skinner, or Reinhardt? Because Middlestat and uh, Cousins aren't going. Anywhere. I'd say Rodriguez, but no one's going to yeah, take. Yeah, no one's going to take him for a first round pick. Yeah, I'm talking a swap, right? So let's say Anaheim. It's got to be at least Ristolainen. in like a second. Yeah, because you do. If that? I'm Buffalo, I'm keeping Brandon Montour. Oh, for sure. I love Brand. I for love sure. watching That's him another play. One. They have that solid decor, but if you can have two picks in the first round. Look out. Yeah. Look out. Well, then you speed it up. Ottawa. Then you, yeah, Ottawa. Look, Ottawa is going to be a contender in two years. Ottawa will be a contender in Ottawa two years. Ottawa and Detroit will be running the Atlantic Division in and two to three years. For sure. When you Quote look at the big picture, it. when you look at the big picture of Detroit, Ottawa, when you look at their system, they are too good not to go up. Yep. They are too good not to go up. And it can't get any worse, especially for Detroit. It cannot get any worse. And like how I've been saying about the Red Wings, <laughs> I mean, 30 points, right? And they did not tank. They did not. No tank. way they tank. They didn't tank. Stop it. It's not good. Okay. Stop saying that. This is their. This is their top three guys who are all studs. Tyler Bertuzzi, good player. Former Guelph Storm. Good player. Anthony Mantha, hopefully a forty goal. Played scorer. in Valdor. Gets hurt. Gets hurt. Mem Cup runner up. Can't fight. Just now he can't. A lot. Brutal. And then the captain, the man, D Boss Dylan Larkin. Rights were held by Erie. <laughs> Just throwing out some uh, there's your top, some quick stats. There's your top line. Or notes, whatever. So now, next year, knock on wood, Valeno starts the year with the Red Wings. I feel like he will be a guy that's going to go down to Grand Rapids like how Zadina did and work his way up. Yeah. About Christmas time, he'll be up full time. Yep. But I think... And then get injured. <laughs> I hope not. Like Zadina did. But then you look at that second line. You go Zadina, Valeno... And then hopefully Lafreniere, Lafreniere. Stutzel, yep. Byfield. That's a solid line. Yep. It doesn't matter what one of those players. If you put those, those are a solid two lines. And I think now, mm-hmm. 
teams need the two lines. You need a good third line center, which yeah, yeah. they don't have. They, we don't have Not that. a chance. Terrible. Detroit does not have a so third bad. line center. Their bottom six other wouldn't than, even be bottom six other, in the AHL. Other than Dylan Larkin, who would you have? So withdraw Dylan Larkin. Who okay. would you take on that roster to take a, a center late in the game? Take the face off late in the game. Who would you send out there? Luke Glendening? I think I would. I think other than Glendening. Philpola. Really? He wins face-offs. Yeah. That's it. I, yeah, but I think That's I, all he does. But, like, I think I'd go He Glenn passes Denning. it way too much. Yeah, he doesn't shoot. He refuses to shoot. Terrible. But, I think, but he wins face-offs, so that's all I care about. I think that's the thing. If you This year's draft, going into the NHL draft, you can get... a there, If you have a top 10 pick, Holtz, Raymond, those are solid players. Yeah. You are getting... A second line player, hopefully. Sanderson. You don't know yet. You don't want to put too much pressure on the kids, right? But yep. I mean, you're getting a solid line. And worst comes to worst, if you're a good team and if you're up there, like Ottawa can take their depth guys in the next rounds. They're built. I. It's tough to say this being a Red Wing fan, but I mean, bias goes out the window here. But <laughs> Ottawa is a step ahead of us. They're a step ahead of us. It's tough to say that. But they are a step ahead of us. I know. They are. And Ottawa yeah, but can, you say can take ahead of us depth guys to build go? that. They got a couple guys. I mean, Petrozelli had a good year this year. Take Brett Brochu, Detroit. Do it, please. All right. Thank sure. you. I'm please done. and thank you. Yep. I know we got a couple guys from Detroit listening to the show. Please do it. <laughs> we need them. We need them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... I don't know. As we circle back to Rossi, it's it'll be interesting because Ottawa. I'd see him staying in Ottawa. You know. Yeah, but he has the, the AHL rights. No, 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 no. Euro. with the Sens. I see him going to yeah, Ottawa. I could see that as well. I Just where see... all the dominoes will line up, but he'll probably end up in Ottawa. You could also see Drysdale again. going there to be Shabbat's D partner. Can you imagine Shabbat Drysdale? Yeah, Both that's can the play thing. Forty could minutes you imagine? So, so picture when you this. need him so in the clutch, he'll play forty so minutes. So say Detroit gets first overall pick, they take Lafreniere. Second overall pick goes to the Ottawa Senators. Who do they get? Stutzel? Drysdale? Well, I think Drysdale will go four. I think Drysdale will so, go that okay, next So, okay, so Stutzel two to Ottawa. Yeah, it was a third player. Who'd pick third? L.A.? Yeah, they go Byfield. Say Byfield. Fourth. Rossi. There's Drysdale headed to Ottawa. Ooh, but I can see Rossi. I think if they get Stutzel. They're loaded up front, though. They are loaded up front, Ottawa, yeah, with prospects. That's, that's right? where I'm Brady coming to from. Chuck. Brady to Chuck is not an old player. He's a young player. Um, yeah, well, second year in the league. Like. Yeah, and he's a young player. Batherson coming up, Formanton yep. coming up. Yep. They're solid. Yeah, Formanton is named to the, the uh, all-star team this year. You have to take, with the second pick, you have to take Stutzler Byfield. You have to take those two. If you don't, you're in trouble. You yeah. have to do it. You have in to the hit. top if three, anyways. Top, yeah. Okay. If you have a top five pick, you cannot miss that pick. If you miss that, especially pick, in this it draft, can, it's it can so honestly, talented it can in the top ten. Year. It can screw your year. Yep. A whole year. I agree. If you don't hit on a pick, it's so important to hit on a pick, and that's why the talk with the draft lottery now is so important mm-hmm. because of that. That yeah, that's you why can't I, miss. You that's why have the, the best o- chance to hit. That's the only scenario I see Rossi going five behind Drysdale is if Ottawa gets Stutzel at two. You know, get more depth up front, and Stutzel's going to be an unbelievable player for Ottawa. Yeah. He's going to play with Kachuk more than likely one day. Which is solid. And then you get Drysdale get on the Bathurst back end. up there, too. Yeah, That's a solid exactly. Line. That's solid. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Again, there's no date for the draft. It was supposed to happen in, what, three weeks? 
three yeah. to four weeks. The lottery was supposed to be over. All the Wings fans were supposed to be having parties everywhere and at the pizza box. <laughs> I, and, you believe, know. I believe if there's a lottery, it'll be an old lottery, the old system. I don't see it. Or, to be honest, no in lottery. my opinion, no lottery. No lottery. It's hard with no, seven teams. Seven teams. Why would you do that? I know. Makes no sense. Make make the dollar. Make money on what? TV. TV. Sportsnet. They don't make when, money. Sportsnet will make the money. Yeah. Not true. They'll have to pay for the airtime. Yeah, but they're this premier. Uh, Sportsnet pays tel- them for the rights. Yeah. But I mean, they're paying for their rights, right? So. I guess. You'll see that. That's the old, That's dr- the biggest thing about a lottery. You'll drafting see first lot. overall in the draft presented by somebody. That's what the money's for. You know for. what? My dream is uh, to be Bill Daly and pull the balls. Whenever this lottery <laughs> happens, or whenever this is all done, knock on wood, the Wings get a good pick first overall. But my dream is to be at the airport with oh, the Owen 60 podcast golf shirt on. You know what? I'll go Red Wing hat with a sign. Alexis Lafreniere, welcome to Detroit, with a big smile on my face. That's my dream. All right, right now for the draft. I'm not bugged. I just wish something would happen. Yeah, I know. N- quick name bracket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I almost forgot about that. We got too deep into uh, into discussion draft. about the draft. Fixing the Buffalo Sabres, and... which I believe. Yep. Should I? Um, should I? We got uh, a couple minutes PD- to go here. Quickly, should I P- PDF that the Buffalo Sabres? Do My it. plan. Do okay. it. I'll type that. Hit it up on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. So you'll do that while uh, I talk about the all-name bracket in week three of round two is in the books. Uh, we switched to the Western Conference as London's Stuart Roloffs took on Flint's Vladislav Kolyachonik. Roloffs. Comes out with the victory. He wins hey, 60% to day. 40%. Yeah. Big London day today. I know. I know. Big London week next week. Yes, but uh, you'll find out about that uh, on Easy. our Instagram and Easy. Twitter at the Own 60 Podcast. Um, so, yeah, Stuart Roloffs moves on to round number three. And depending on what happens in this week's matchup, he may get a bye into the Western Conference Finals. But uh, before that happens, matchup number four of round two has to take place. And it's Saginaw's DJ King facing Guelph's Andre Bakanov. That's something. Who are you going? I love the name DJ King. I love the way he plays. He's yep. fierce. I don't know. I'm going back and off. Yeah. Big fan of Andre back and off. Yeah. It's a great name. Yeah. It's a back and off week. Yeah. So uh, you can have your say. Uh, it'll be up on our story at the Owen 60 podcast on Instagram. Um, so you can vote on whose name you think is better. And I can give you an update on the Eastern Conference, who the matchup will be in the East semifinals. It will be Niagara's Giancarlo Shanton taking on Hamilton's Navrin Mutter as Zade Wisdom gets the bye into the Eastern Conference Finals as he defeated Brendan Sirazati 78% to 22%, where Mutter only won his matchup over Joe Ranger 67 to 33. So that's an update on the yeah. East, if you forgot who the winners and losers were there. But uh, this week's focus is on Saginaw's DJ King and Guelph's Andre Bakanov. That's so. your name bracket update. That's solid. It's Colin is typing out his My PDF. Uh, plan. My <laughs> plan. Uh, all right. We're done. That was a fun week. Play the Wings goal song. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to say thank you to Brett Brochu again. Yeah, thanks, Brett. <laughs> Appreciate that. That was a fun one. It that was. was. Fun show. I'm it was. Up. Now you can say it. Got to win D1 tonight. Hey, now, play the Wings goal song. <laughs>